A life without a lonely place, that is, a life without a quiet center, easily becomes destructive. When we cling to the results of our actions as our only way of self-identification, then we become possessive and defensive and tend to look at our fellow human beings more as enemies to be kept at a distance than as friends with whom we can share the gifts of life. That was from Henry Nouwen in his masterpiece, Out of Solitude. Today, we reflect on the benefits of being alone. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Smalley, and I am recording alone in a hotel room in Greenville, South Carolina. I am visiting with my friend, John Gray. John and pastors John and Aventer Gray of Relentless Church. And got to be honest, hung out, man. They did a Wednesday night service that it's the reason I didn't have a podcast yesterday because I just showed up into town and then headed over to service and man, they just rocked it for three hours. It was unbelievable how the Holy Spirit moved and people and hearts and it was incredible. So truly a blessing to be a part of that. And uh, my wife, my lovely wife, Amy, is back at home with our youngest. So today we're going to be talking about solitude and the importance of it. So I guess I kind of woke up feeling a little bit alone and thought, ooh, why don't we talk about the importance of solitude? Now, the distraction of the day, I'm still doing it because I found something that it didn't enrage me. But, ah, come on, people. How nasty would a song have to be to be removed from the playlists of major radio networks in Canada for, like, for the lyrics being offensive? How bad, right? What rap song or what screamer metal or... No. What song has been removed from major networks radio networks in Canada? Well, it's a Christmas song. So find out which one at the end of today's show and the horribly offensive lyrics that got it banned from Canadian radio networks. And then today for the honoring news, so you know, I want to bring some positivity to your day, but this one is actually kind of personal because... This is from the Good News Network. Scientists can now regenerate and implant any injured organ without the body rejecting it. What? I'm a kidney donor, so I donated a kidney to my father back in 2003, and he hated the anti-rejection medicine. So that is some awesome, positive news. The article said, Israeli scientists have just developed a revolutionary new approach to regenerating and implanting any kind of organ without the human body rejecting it. The researchers from Tel Aviv University are being hailed for inventing the first fully personalized tissue implant that is made from a patient's own tissue and cells rather than foreign sources. Yay, hallelujah technology. What? uh, You just, yeah. If you've, well, of course, I have not been on anti rejection medicine, but my father was. And 
if you've listened to some of our shows before, my wife and I had the honor of caring for him through home hospice, his last 18 months or so of life. Um, and so, yeah, it's just rough taking the anti So that is some awesome news. Way to go. Things really do keep improving in this world. And that is just yet something else you can be excited about. Hey, head on over to smalleyinstitute.com where you can book my wife and I or just me for a date night or weekend comedy of love event. Again, that's smalleyinstitute.com. And while you're there, why don't you just go ahead, transform your marriage in 31 days for only $31. We took the guesswork out of what can help and created for you this online experience where we drip. So it's not an overwhelming thing. It's not a course, an online experience that you sign up and there's 57 lessons. But over the course of 31 days, we drip our most important marriage education, marriage devotionals, and date night inspiration to you every single week for 31 days. And it's 31 bucks. So you can check that out at smalleyinstitute.com. And if you don't mind, and if you're listening and you enjoy the show, please leave a review. It helps. And we enjoy reading them. We actually take time to do that. And if you have a question, uh, don't forget we have our 24-hour hotline, which you can call us at 903-392-0975. That number is also on this podcast episode's page on smallinstitute.com. I'm calling this one Serenity from Solitude. So give us a call. We answer these questions on Fridays so you can hear your voice or you can leave a review, whatever you want. All right. I'm going to continue reading more out of Henry Nouwen's brilliant, wonderful book, and I recommend you getting it. Uh, I will have a link as soon as I type here in my notes to put a link to Amazon. Um, Add link to Amazon. That way I won't forget because sometimes I make promises while we're recording and I don't follow through. So Henry Nowen also said this, in solitude, we can slowly unmask the illusion of our possessiveness and discover in the center of our own self that we are not what we can conquer, but what is given to us. In solitude, we can listen to the voice of him who spoke to us before we could speak a word, who healed us before we could make any gesture to help, who set us free long before we could free others, and who loved us long before we could give love to anyone. It is in this solitude that we discover that being is more important than having, and that we are worth more than the result of our efforts. In solitude, we discover that our life is not a possession to be defended, but rather a gift to be shared. Oh, that's, again, a quote directly out of Henry Nouwen's classic thought on solitude and the importance of it and how Christ spent time in solitude, frankly, even before he launched his ministry. So today we're talking about solitude because I want to just remind you, especially during busy seasons, um, especially holiday seasons, that, you know, take some time, have, you know, 
get to a quiet place. So we're going to talk about some benefits of solitude and then going to give you just three ideas on how you can actually create solitude in your normal life, right? So you don't have to go crazy to have solitude, but you need solitude. Here's a really cool story that Nowen shares in the book. And um, I think it just gives you an idea just, you know, in such a beautiful way about the importance of solitude. So he shared this proverb, a carpenter and his apprentice were walking together through a large forest. And when they came across a tall, huge, gnarled, old, beautiful oak tree, the carpenter asked his apprentice, do you know why this tree is so tall, so huge, so gnarled, so old and beautiful? The apprentice looked at his master and said, no, why? Well, the carpenter said, because it is useless. If it had been useful, it would have been cut long ago and made into tables and chairs. But because it is useless, it could grow so tall and so beautiful that you can sit in its shade and relax. Listen, when you are able to create a lonely place in the middle of your actions and, and all of your concerns, your successes and failures slowly can lose some of their power over you. That was now and again. This is why we need solitude. Because the things that are stressing you out, the successes, the failures, right? Those can so quickly become idols in our lives. But the better you are and the more you practice solitude, then those things, that busyness in life, those failures, successes, they really start losing some of their power. You know, the benefits of solitude, you get a rest and reboot, right? You get a kind of, you get recharged. Uh, Solitude is shown to increase your overall productivity, your self-awareness. Because when you're, I'm telling you, solitude for me is about not just being alone, but being quiet, having silence. Maybe it's more of, a meditative experience. But when you have that quiet time and when when there's not anyone around and the TV is a dawn and the radio has been turned off or you're, you know, you've put your phone aside, you think and you start to ponder. And, and many times we resist solitude because frankly, we're not wanting to deal with stuff. But that just makes life harder. And it doesn't need to be that way. So self-awareness is a great benefit from solitude. And it, you know, solitude helps you find solutions, right? Because you're getting, you're allowed to have time to think stuff through and you're not all caught up in the mania of the kind of average day, especially parents. Drives me nuts when parents allow their children to be involved in more than one thing at a time. And they try to justify that. Like, oh no, I mean, I, I want my child to benefit. I don't want... Yes, obviously we don't want to be lazy, but there's also too much. And, and really putting a premium on creating solitude is, is worth it, which is why we don't want to overschedule ourselves. 
because it's hard. It's hard to come up with ways to solve the stuff that's important, whether that be within my relationships or within my ministry or pastoring or your work, your job. Solitude allows you to find solutions in those quiet places, in those you know, undistracted moments. You can really find not just peace, but even resolution to things. So what are some ideas for creating solitude? Well, pickthebrain.com. I love all these sites I find when I Google stuff. But pickthebrain.com actually gave some really good ideas. So I'm going to share three of them. I have a link to the entire article, which I think gave 17 different ways that you can create solitude. But the three that really stood out to me, number one, just have a morning ritual. Start waking up early and squeeze in an extra hour to think before you work. This process can also give you time to focus yourself, right? Get yourself centered before your day gets cracking. So that's what I've started doing. You know, I'm not sleeping as well right now as I used to after gastric bypass. And so I've just decided to turn that time in right as I wake up, quiet and sitting quietly and reading scripture and reading, you know, I'm doing the, the read through the Bible in a year plan thing. And I just, I get 10, 15 minutes of just quiet. It's dark. Everyone's asleep. And I've, I've actually really started to enjoy it. So that's one idea. Second idea, and I like this because this is really easy. Park the car. If your house is busy, park your car somewhere quiet after work. This can literally guarantee that you get some alone time to think. You can read or plan out your goals, but just park your car, right? I mean, you know, it, it, I think you need to be really attuned to yourself. So if you're leaving work or you're coming back from school and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling stressed out, just go park somewhere quiet. Park where maybe there's some nature where you can stare at some trees and you can just take a breath, right? Maybe even take a quick little nap and just refuel in that solitude. So that's number two, just park the car somewhere. Number three, and this was one that my, that my uh, supervisor, when I was in my master's program at Wheaton College, uh, Dr. Kina Peak, this is one that she had encouraged me to do, that um, when I'm driving, I think I had like a 30-minute drive to my practicum site where I was learning how to counsel and actually counseling others. And she just said, hey, just try driving into your... In, in, you know, into your internship, my practicum, it, by turning the radio off. She's like, that, that can be a real time of solitude. Just turning the radio off, maybe put your phone on do not disturb and drive to work, drive to school, drive wherever, and, and just don't have any noise. I'm telling you, it'll freak you out. If you've never really practiced solitude or silence, it's going to freak you out. 
because we are so inundated with noise. And I mean it, I started to look forward to that 30-minute drive because of just the peace and the quiet and the ability to pray and just, yeah, it makes a major difference. So just, you know, if you're trying to implement solitude into your life, just try turning off the radio from time to time. So I'm going to end today's show with a lovely poem from Lord Byron. And this is kind of an idea of solitude. And I think he's just such a great writer, was a great poet. There is a pleasure in the pathless woods. There is a rapture on the lonely shore. There is society where none intrudes by the deep sea and music in its roar. I love not man the less, but nature more. That was Lord Byron. Now, to, to end this distraction of the day. So I teased at the beginning, you know, what kind of a nasty song would it take, right, to get banned from Canadian stations? And it's a Christmas song. Oh, baby, it's cold outside won't be played on some radio stations, including the gigantic CBC. Oh, come on. Really? Now we're going to ban Christmas songs because people are, are being offended by, by the lyrics? And apparently, I didn't even know this, but apparently there's been controversy about this for years. But uh, where, where am I reading this? Oh, this is actually the CBC. So they say, baby... It's cold outside. Is getting a chilly response from Canadian radio stations this year. CBC said Tuesday it will join at least two other broadcasters in the country, Rogers Media and Bell Media, who have pulled the controversial holiday favorite. I mean, uh, it's driving me crazy, man. It Can we get back to the heart of people and stop negative believing everyone to death and stop inserting meaning on words that are said. I mean, obviously, people can say hurtful, terrible things, clearly, but, you know, we also have to have a balance, and let's just stop immediately assuming that something is horrible. So the article goes on to say, that comes as the duet, written back in 1944, you know, they were real nasty in 44, faces renewed scrutiny over what some say are inappropriate lyrics in the wake of the hashtag MeToo movement. Now, and, and here's my deal. Women need to be honored 100%. But we don't have to lose our minds and start turning everything into offensive. I mean, man, baby, it's cold outside. When that starts becoming offensive, we have a problem. So earlier this week, Cleveland radio station WDOK-FM announced it stopped playing the song in response to listener feedback. Some people took issue with lyrics where one singer is trying to persuade the other to stay inside with exchanges that include what's in this drink and baby don't hold out. Uh, we might want to start, I don't know. I'm just going to suggest we try assuming the best in others. It's cold outside. And allow life to unfold. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping that you drop in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't hurry. Well, maybe.